What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. This is the one-stop shop for all things coaching. We are going to dive deep into training and nutrition, but we do not stop there. I touch on all things personal development. That is my goal with this podcast. It is to be your coach through your speakers and help you develop into the best person possible. If you are new to the show, please do me two quick favors. The first one being hit the subscribe button. We drop three free episodes per week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I want to make sure that you are up to date on all the latest and greatest content that we produce. The second thing, scroll down into the description of this episode and check out our top four ranked episodes by the listeners. That's going to be the Nutrition FAQ, the Training FAQ, Nutritional Periodization, and last but not least, my personal journey into fitness. All right, guys, so this is episode two of the Individual Training Design Series. This is a six-part series all about how to program design, how to build your own training programs, specifically talking about fat loss and hypertrophy, which are kind of the same thing, really, because if you are training to lose fat, you should be training to build muscle. But you'll learn more about that as you listen to the series. So today is part two. Part two is going to be all about volume, intensity, and frequency. This is kind of like the sexy thing inside of program design, the thing that everybody wants to talk about. Volume, intensity, and frequency. Volume is going to be the total work done in the gym. Intensity is going to be the load or the percentage of one rep max, so we're talking pure strength here. And then frequency is going to be kind of like your tool to adjust these things to create your own training split. Inside program design, especially inside science-based stuff, when we look at the literature, these are three of the most common, uh, I guess, things or tools or methods or ideologies or theories that we can kind of create variabilities with because if we look at exercise selection, if we look at activation of a muscle, mind-muscle connection, things like that, it's really hard to actually see any significant difference inside of a study. So when we do look at the, the literature for creating more muscle mass to finding the best training program during fat loss, building more strength, so on and so forth, specifically aesthetic-based training, Volume, intensity, and frequency are three of the most common things that we are going to see inside the literature, and therefore they become the talk and the noise of everything. Every trainer, every coach, every programmer, we're all talking about what are the optimal rates or loads or parameters to use these three things, volume, intensity, and frequency, to get the best result possible. Um, There's much more to the story, let's just say that, but you're going to learn more about that in part three, four, five, and six. But today, part two, I'm going to dive into volume, intensity, and frequency because the reality is, is they are pretty damn important. They make a big influence on our results. And I want to teach you exactly not only what they are, but why they're so important and how to adjust these things based on where you're at in your training career to get the best results possible. So we're going to dive deep into training uh, volume, intensity, and frequency today on part two. Um, Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you are loving this series, if you love the last series, which is also linked in the description of the show, the Nutrition for Fat Loss series, do me a huge favor. Number one, go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. It truly does help us grow this podcast and reach more people. The second thing, word of mouth is the most powerful way for me to spread this message and for you to join the movement and help us reach more people to get them better results completely free, just like you are with this podcast right now. And the best way for you to help me with this word of mouth mission is simple. Take a screenshot of this show right now, head over to Instagram, post on your Instagram story, and tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom so I can see who is listening to the show. I can personally thank you, and I can share your story on mine. All right, guys, without any further ado, let's get on to part two of the six-part series, Individual Training Design. This is going to be training volume, intensity, and frequency. 
Let's get it. All right, this is episode two of the individual training design series. Today we are gonna touch on three of the most important things when we look at the numbers or the science behind what allows a program to create aesthetic-based changes. So we talked a lot about assessing and execution on episode one, and I really want you to go back and listen to that if you haven't watched or listened to that yet. And I want you to keep that in mind as we go through these things. The reason being, we can talk volume, intensity, and frequency all day long and show you how to create a perfect program with the perfect amount of exercises and reps and weight and load and all these different things. But if you are improperly executing a movement, it's junk volume because you're not targeting the right muscles that you think you are. And number two, you're possibly gonna increase the risk of injury because you're doing things incorrectly and that can cause joint issues. And if we only get 30 days following our new volume, intensity, and frequency plan, and then we get injured because we're improperly executing movements or we didn't assess ourselves first, all this is useless. And that's why we did that as part one. So always remember to go in order. Now, this was really, the, the, one of the reasons I chose this as part two is because it is a fundamental thing that creates results, but also because of uh, the work Eric Helms has done with the muscle and strength pyramids, it really has influenced a lot of the way many powerlifters and bodybuilders program. And when we look at creating strength, creating muscle, or creating fat loss, those things are pretty important. That pyramid kind of structures things out. And this is at the base of the pyramid. But I put it in order as volume, intensity, frequency, not because it's easy to say or because most people just naturally say it that way, but because that's the order of operations. That's the hierarchy of what's important. If you look at the bottom here, I literally wrote out the aesthetic hierarchy. At the base, we have volume. Next, we have intensity. And after that, we have frequency. And there's a reason for that, and I'm going to get into that. And I'm also going to get into how to structure these things inside your program. So let's define volume, intensity, and frequency first. Volume is the work performed within your training. Example, it's the reps times your sets times the load. So when we look at the true definition behind what total volume is, it's actually how much work we do from poundage moved. And the way we see the tonnage of pounds we have lifted in the gym, we take the reps lifted by the sets performed, lastly by the load used. So sets times reps times load equals total volume. We're not gonna look at volume in that way. We are going to look at volume by just sets. So the amount of sets you have done per muscle group per week, that's the number that we are focusing on and that's the number you're gonna use inside your programming to change and individually design your program based on the aesthetic changes you want to see with your body. So remember, volume is total weight moved in the gym, sets times reps times weight, and that's what usually powerlifters use because they're targeting strength. But when we're looking at aesthetic changes, we want to focus on the sets performed per muscle group per week. The second thing I will say about volume, the reason it is at the base of this hierarchy is because it's the most influential factor in changing the way our body looks. And what I mean by that, it's the number one predictor in muscle growth. Study after study after study, we have seen that the more volume we have, the more muscle we grow. I don't agree with the idea behind that statement. So I don't want you, I want you to take that with a grain of salt. But what we see inside of studies, as we increase volume, we do increase muscle growth. There is diminishing returns. As we increase volume, we are increasing total training, we are increasing total stress on the body. That's gonna mean we need more recovery and it's also gonna mean we are increasing cortisol as a whole. 
We cannot continue to increase volume and continue to increase stress hormones like cortisol without properly recovering from that. And because of this, the statement more volume is better is inaccurate. The most volume you can recover from is accurate, however. Dr. Mike Israel from Renaissance Periodization has done a really good job at coining terms around this that a lot of us use in our programming and our coaching now. It's gonna be MRV, MAV, all these different things, but basically we're looking at maximum recoverable volume, uh, minimum effective volume, maximum uh, maintenance volume, MV. These things are kind of giving us terms to look at how much volume do we need to just maintain? How much volume do we need at a minimum to progress? And then how much can we recover from at the maximum amount? There's different times that we should use these things. For example, during fat loss, we should be focusing on a maintenance volume. The reason being is because our goal during fat loss is to maintain as much muscle mass as possible. And there's a bare minimum volume that we need to hit within our training to maintain our muscle mass while we are in a calorie deficit, uh, focusing on cutting fat. There is also a minimum amount of volume we need to progress. So if we're at maintenance calories or a surplus of calories, we can target muscle growth through our minimum effective volume. This is the amount of volume that we can easily recover from and we can make inches of gains, which is probably the best, it's, it's the best amount of volume to stick to for the majority of your training. I don't wanna say it's the volume you should stick to because there are periods of time that we should push to MRV, maximum recoverable volume. This means this is the maximum amount of volume we can do and still recover from. However, this is kind of pushing on the lines of overreaching. For example, I can recover from 20 sets per week per muscle group. That's probably my minimum effective volume. That means while I'm at maintenance, if I wanna build muscle and just kind of slowly inch up my gains, I can stay at my maintenance volume, my minimum effective volume, I'm sorry, my minimum effective volume. That's the amount of volume that's going to allow me to grow. But every once in a while, I wanna push that threshold to MRV, maximum recoverable volume. This is where I almost overreach. I push the volume higher, I train way harder, and it's more difficult for my body to actually recover from the stimulus and the stress I'm providing it. However, I still can recover for a given amount of time. So there's phases where you should push into that maximum recoverable and then you come back. It's kind of why we have deloads and diet breaks. Same exact theory. There's blocks where we push that volume to our MRV and then there's blocks where we pull back down to maintenance and then we come back up to minimum effective and then we go back up to MRV and there should be these shifts in our training. But the point I'm getting at is volume as a whole is the precursor for muscle growth. It's the number one sign, it's the number one thing that we can track in order to elicit changes. Intensity and frequency are not, those are tools within that. So volume is the first thing we're gonna cover and it's the reason I'm going so hard on this one is because it's the most important thing for muscle growth. And you need to find your maintenance volume. I would start with your current volume and we talked about that in the assessment episode, but you start with your maintenance volume, you increase that to the minimum effective volume, watch yourself grow from that and if you consistently have good biofeedback and good recovery, every once in a while push that up to your maximum recoverable volume for a block of time where you really wanna push that threshold and get the most out of your gains. A lot of times you will also see a super compensation effect. There's actually been studies that show if we push into an overreaching phase where we push the boundaries into MRV, possibly even higher, where we are going so hard that it's hard to recover from, we might not make gains during that time. The reason for that is because our body is fighting to recover, it's hard to recover from. But when we pull the volume back down to a maintenance volume or a minimum effective volume, there's a super compensation effect 
that our body can finally catch up and start recreating those muscle tissues and we see those gains. And this has been documented, so that's something to consider. When fat loss is the goal, you just wanna be aware of your volume and you wanna stay around that maintenance volume, occasionally putting it, pushing up to a minimum effective volume, but really just staying in that maintenance volume. This is where I'm at right now. I'm in the middle of a cut and I'm not pushing my recovery threshold as hard as I can because I'm in a deficit. While in a calorie deficit, you are not going to gain muscle, especially if you are not a beginner anymore. So it's best to stay at maintenance volume, maintain as much muscle mass as possible, and if you want to do that and get the most out of your cut, this is exactly how you get to that result where you get to the end of your cut and you have maintained all your muscle. So first thing we covered today is volume. That's gonna be the most uh, important precursor for muscle growth. The second thing that's gonna be most important is intensity. Intensity is the load or percentage of our one rep max. Basically, it's the weight you lifted. So if I did four sets of 10, those four sets are the total volume I did. The intensity is what weight was on the bar. So if I lifted 200 pounds, that is blank percentage of my one rep max. That is my intensity. That is the load on the bar. So we're not talking about intensity in the sense of metabolic capacity, our heart rate elevating, going to a soul cycle class or a boot camp. Intensity by definition when we're talking about programming is going to be the load. This comes in second place with hypertrophy. And the reason for this is because this is the biggest precursor for strength and power, while volume is the biggest precursor for hypertrophy. So actually growing a muscle and maintaining that muscle while you're in a cut. Intensity is more neurological. So you can actually go into a deficit and still gain muscle or strength. And I have a lot of clients that are, not a lot, but I have clients who are power lifters. We are cutting for a meet while gaining strength because we are, they are focusing on intensity in their training. They have enough volume to make sure they don't wither away and they maintain their muscle, but their main focus is intensity. If they can maintain their intensity in the gym, they can maintain, if not grow strength. This is why power lifters don't have as much volume in the gym. It's more neurologically demanding and it's more neurologically fatiguing, so your nervous system gets more fatigued, but your muscular system does not get as fatigued. Our body will recover from the stress that we place on it. So if we're placing stress on our nervous system, guess what happens? We recover, we improve, we get stronger neurologically, which leads to a higher intensity and or a higher load or one rep max. If we focus more on volume, we stress the volume capacity. Our body has to recover muscularly and get better at volume, which leads to growth on the size of our muscle. Again, during the fat loss phase, I would say this is more important, but this shouldn't go unnoticed. Intensity is still important because studies show if neurologically we can stay elevated, we can keep our nervous system as strong and our, the weight in the gym lifting as heavy as possible, we are more likely to maintain muscle. There is studies that tie to that. So I'm not saying by any means this is the only thing we should focus on during a cut. We still need to focus on intensity. However, if we are at maintenance or a surplus and we are trying to grow, volume takes the overarching theme and, and the really the biggest focus of our programming. Now, if we only focus on volume, we will hit a plateau at some point because if you do four sets of 10 because it's more volume than five sets of three, at a certain point, you cannot lift any more weight at that four sets of 10. So if you hit a, a load plateau, so your intensity of that four sets of 10 is plateaued, now the more true sense of the equation, reps times sets times load, has actually decreased or plateaued. 
So how do we increase volume when we get it to a plateau? We cannot lift any heavier weight at that four sets of 10. And we are no longer growing from the amount of volume we're doing. We have two options. We can add sets to our workout, which does work. It increases volume. The problem with that is we spend more time in the gym. If we don't have more time in the gym, we increase the load, which increases the equation of reps times sets times load, and our overall volume does increase. So we have to go in waves with this. At times, we increase volume by adding sets or reps, and at times, we increase load, so our overall total in the gym of volume lifted increases. So because of that, what I would suggest, if your pure goal is aesthetics, which is what this series is mainly about, one-fourth to one-third at max, but I usually recommend one-fourth of your total volume should be intensity-based, load-based. That means three-fourths of your volume should be volume-based. So three-fourths of my training will be in the eight-plus rep range, not because the eight reps is a magic hypertrophy zone, but because it is easier to get more volume in at those eight-plus rep range sets. So we're gonna focus on a moderate load, more reps, more sets, more exercises, and just get more total volume but one-fourth of my workouts or the sets performed in the gym are gonna be lower rep so I can increase the percentage of my one rep max in the weight I am actually lifting. That is gonna allow me to gain strength, which isn't necessarily a direct hypertrophy, but indirectly it allows me to lift heavier weights for the high volume work I'm doing and therefore I gain more muscle mass. And the reason I'm telling you this is because volume is more important, but you cannot just train high rep volume work you have to include some kind of intensity. And if your goal is solely strength, then all you wanna focus on intensity. And you just have a little bit of volume so that you can grow because a bigger muscle is typically a stronger muscle. And you also improve your tendon and ligament strength, which helps um, when you're doing high intensity loads. So volume comes first, intensity comes second. After that, we have frequency. Frequency is the least important thing. There's been a lot of hype around frequency over the last couple years because there's been a lot of studies done that show you know, every time you train a muscle, you send an anabolic response to it. You send a muscle protein synthesis response to your body to grow that muscle. And that is true. But they've also done studies and every single time they do these studies when volume is equated, there's no difference. So you can train a muscle once a week, twice a week, three times a week, four times a week. It doesn't really matter if volume is equated. However, it is very hard to equate volume in the real world setting if your frequency isn't moderately high. Moderately high being two to three times a week per muscle group, per week. The reason I say this, if I do one, I do a bro split, I do one body bar per day, uh, per week. Today I'm doing chest. I might start with bench and I might be able to go pretty heavy. I'm doing four sets of 10 at a heavy weight. My volume's high, my intensity is, intensity is relatively high too. Then I do flies, then I do incline bench, then I do cable flies, and then I'm gonna burn out with some extra push-ups. By the time I get to those push-ups, I'm barely able to do six reps. I can't add load to my flies. I have literally fatigued myself. So naturally, my volume actually lowers because I'm, I'm lowering the amount of reps I can perform and I'm dropping the weight I can lift. If I split that volume up into two days and I did chest and shoulders or chest and triceps, chest and back, and I took that same chest day and I made it two days, the weights lifted and the reps performed on those final exercises would be greater. So my total volume would be higher because I used frequency as a tool to accomplish more volume and more intensity. So when I say that frequency is the least important thing, it's not that frequency isn't important, but in studies when volume is equated, it doesn't make a difference. 
But in the real world setting, working with clients and individually designing your own training program, you need to use frequency in order to create greater gains through volume and intensity. Usually that happens when you hit each muscle group two to three times a week. That's usually gonna be on a upper lower split done two to three times. So either upper lower, upper lower, or upper lower, upper lower, upper lower, or a push pull legs, or a upper lower push pull legs. There's a lot of four to six day splits we can use here, but if we're using frequency as a tool to accomplish more volume, we're gonna have better recovery, we're still gonna get that anabolic stimulus to the muscle, and we're gonna allow ourselves to have a higher intensity or load during that volume. Meaning, when I train a muscle two to three times a week, I can accomplish more reps per session, and I can use heavier weights per session. So again, if we go down the line, volume is the overarching focus for growth, Intensity is something that allows us to increase volume, and frequency is a tool that allows us to pick a training split to adhere and manipulate better volume and intensity, right? So we go down this hierarchy and it just makes complete sense. Volume is the precursor for growth. Intensity allows us to accomplish more volume long-term, and frequency is a tool to adjust that volume and intensity to our, our personal preference and lifestyle. If you can only train four days a week, use frequency to adjust your volume. If you can train six days a week, but you prefer focusing on a single muscle group more attentively, then maybe a push-pull legs or an upper-lower repeat split is good because you can really focus on that muscle group rather than doing a full body split where you do a set of this, a set of that, a set of this, and you don't allow yourself to get a pump and focus on that mind-muscle connection. The last thing we're gonna touch on. So just to recap real quick, volume's most important, intensity allows more volume, frequency is a tool to adjust your program. The last thing we're gonna uh, touch on, how much volume should you even do? And I get this question all the time. It's very, very, very individual. The recovery spectrum, the volume spectrum is this huge bell curve. We know based on studies, more volume is greater, but that's very individual. So more volume to you is different than to me, than is different to Steve, than is different to Rachel. Everybody has a different volume threshold. So one person's high volume could be 15 sets, whereas another person's could be 25. This is easy to break down into beginner, intermediate, and advanced. However, there's advanced individuals who can get away with lower volume training. It's all individual based on hormones, based on lifestyle, based on muscle fiber dominance. There's a lot of things that go into this. I have had clients and friends who can do very low volume programs, focusing on mainly intensity and getting away with not doing a ton of work in the gym, but they grow really well because they're a certain muscle fiber type dominance, they usually have a certain neurotransmitter dominance, and they're genetically gifted that way. Then I have other people, this is me, not as genetically gifted, where we have to accomplish more volumes. So I can actually push my volumes pretty high, recover well as long as I don't get carried away with the intensity within that volume, and that's what it takes for me to actually see muscle growth, and that's what it takes for me to maintain muscle on a cut, because remember, even if you're in a deficit and you are dieting, this stuff all applies. So, beginners, how much should you do? The reality is, is if you are literally just starting, you can do anything. So take this with a grain of salt because a beginner can literally go do one set per muscle group per week and they're gonna grow. They haven't done anything. Any stimulus is a good stimulus, and I wanna make that clear. However, let's say you're in your first couple years of training. So you've been training, you're past the complete newbie gains, but you're still within your first two to three years. You're a beginner, you're probably gonna be in that 10 to 15 sets per muscle group per week. And this is for bigger muscle groups. Chest, most of your back, shoulders, glutes, hamstrings. I'm excluding calves, abs, and arms from this equation. Rear delts, things like that. 
those get hit indirectly. So when I'm doing a row, I'm still hitting my biceps. So I don't need to do 10 to 15 sets of bicep work. You can drop all of these by half. So this person could probably do three to six sets per week of biceps and grow. But 10 to 15 sets per week per muscle group on the main muscle groups is going to be great for beginners to grow. They can still focus on form, they can still adhere better, and they can really focus on execution and strength within that volume, and they're going to grow. At a certain point, you're going to plateau and you're going to graduate to an intermediate status. Um, there's no really classification of who this is, but let's say you've been training for three to five years at this point. You're probably going to be in that 15 to 20 sets per muscle group per week. Again, excluding things like arms and calves, you can probably drop that by 50%. These individuals do need more volume because they've been in the gym longer. They've built a fundamental base of strength. They've executed the movements properly. They know what they're doing and they're accomplishing a higher volume because they've gone through their beginner phase. At this point, we need to go to about 15 to 20 sets per week per muscle group. Last becomes advanced individuals. I would say this is anybody who has been training for at least four years, but more like five or more. You're realistically gonna be in the 20 plus range, but let's just say 20 to 25 sets per week per muscle group. That is a high volume program. And the thing I wanna leave you with on that is even though an advanced individual does need more volume and some people can tolerate even greater amounts than 20 to 25 uh, sets per week per muscle group, I think 20 to 25 is the higher end of the spectrum. I don't think you need to go over that. And you have to prioritize good volume. If you are swinging your curls up or you're shrugging your curls up or you're leaning back to get it up, those are not clean reps. Clean reps are full range of motion where the only things moving are the prime movers. I'm not using all these assistant muscles that really truly shouldn't be assistant muscles to get that rep done. That is junk volume and I would not count that towards 20 to 25 sets. Assess your form and execute movements perfectly. It's never gonna be perfect, but get as close as you can to perfectly and find a good mind-muscle connection. When you can do that, seriously accomplish 20 to 25 sets per week and I promise you, you will not only be sore and be struggling to recover, you will grow and you will maintain your muscle mass better during a cut. The last thing on all of this, we have to remember that when setting this up, there's certain times where we need to prioritize certain muscle groups and it's called a specialization phase. So maybe 25 is my MRV. 25 rep sets per week per muscle group is the maximum amount of volume that I can truly recover from without running myself into the ground or having cortisol too high. If that's the case, I might stay in this 15 to 20 range for all of my muscle groups except one. So let's say, and this is a good example, I just had knee surgery four and a half months ago. We're in a cut right now. My next priority, once I get out of this cut and I start my lean gaining phase, is gonna be building my quads because I lost some muscle mass. I'm gonna push my quad volume to 25 to 30 sets per week, and I'm gonna keep the rest of my body in that 15 to 20 sets per week. The reason is not because my muscles can't necessarily handle that much volume, but it's because my nervous system, kinda of like what we were talking about with the intensity, my nervous system cannot handle that much work in the gym. So if I raised all my volume to 30, I know from experience I would burn out, my CNS would crash, my hormones would go to shit, I probably would be moody, irritable, my biofeedback would be poor, my sleep would be poor, I'd probably want to binge eat, everything would go downhill and I wouldn't get good results. But if I brought my quad volume up to 25 to 30 and I brought the rest of my volume down to 15 to 20, my nervous system would handle the total volume just fine and I would continue to grow but my main focus would be growing my quads. I'd spend eight to 12 weeks there trying to grow my quads, then I'd back off, 
bring everything down to more of a maintenance volume for about a month. So like three to six weeks, probably one mesocycle. And then I would pick a different body part. If I'm satisfied with my quad growth, I would move on to lats or I would move on to a more balanced spectrum of 20 to 25 across the entire board. Or last but not least, I would go back to the quads if I wasn't satisfied with that growth. I do not recommend specialization phases like that unless you are planning on actually growing size, building muscle and gaining weight. If you are in a cut, just stay at maintenance volume. Your maintenance volume is gonna be just shy of where you're at on the spectrum. We can't for sure say because everybody's different, but if you are maintaining muscle mass to the best of your ability during a cut, you are probably doing one fourth to one third of your volume in the intensity, the high intensity load range, meaning you are accomplishing 80 to 90% of your one rep max on some lifts, hitting twos, threes, and fours. And then the rest of your volume is high enough to stay in that maintenance volume and maintain muscle mass. And you are simply using frequency as a tool to design your split to better adhere and accomplish the total amount of volume you need. All right, guys, so we went over volume, intensity, frequency, the aesthetic hierarchy, and we showed you exactly how much volume you're likely going to need. But just remember, you need to constantly assess what you're doing, see how you feel, look at your biofeedback. And that's something we do in our personal coaching because we know that every individual is completely different. So even in, inside the Boom Boom Elite, our membership site, when we design these programs and we educate people on these philosophies, it's constantly an it depends answer in there because these are landmarks and these are rough guidelines and these are ideas, but it's never written in stone because you are different than every other individual. But if we look at these ranges and we just try to kind of summarize or ideologize these different theories, I think you can have a better way of programming yourself for more volume, better muscle growth, or better muscle maintenance during a cut. So that is part two, volume, intensity, and frequency of the individual training design series if you guys have more questions and you want to get more specific with your training make sure you check out the boom boom elite because that's where you get my exact programs and the education behind how those are made and for all other free content check out boomboomperformance.com before i let you go i just want to say thanks i seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me educating yourself to get better results it still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, Head over to boomboomperformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.